Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,443. Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Newport Beach, Laura. Hey, Laura, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm so ready. All right, here we go. Laura is a professional precision driver who works in movies, doubling for actresses including Julia Roberts, Jennifer Connelly, Mary Louise Parker, and many others. On her Instagram account, which is under That Porsche Girl, uh, there's a little clue to the mark she likes, Laura shares her passion for Porsche, a mark she has loved since she was 12 years old. She also works in fashion as a fit model in the Los Angeles area. She drives a 1982 Porsche 930 Turbo. My listeners will know that now I really like her because I have an 87 Turbo. She also has a 69 911T, very cool, and a 2016 Porsche Macan S that is her daily driver. Lara is part of a group of women who are enthusiasts for the brand and who work to bring together other women who are automotive enthusiasts to be involved in related ap- related events like drives, events, and much, much more. And a shout out to Marianna Small, a past guest who introduced us. Laura, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little more about your life, your career, and your very obvious passion for fast automobiles? <laughs> yeah, um, I actually spend a good amount of time in my car. Um, most I, I used to do the precision driving um, 
and I want to continue doing more of it, but I've been working more uh, with the in fashion, doing the fit modeling. It's it's not really fitness modeling. It's more working with pattern makers and um, designers to make clothing fit better. And so I have clients all over Los Angeles and Orange County, and I drive approximately 2,000 miles a month. So it's a little crazy. I also have a um, electric car uh, hybrid that I drive um, all those miles on <laughs> around town. Oh. I'll take the Macan, but um, yeah. I also have um, a little Volt that I zip around in and uh, try to put the bad miles on that one. Um, the bad miles, I like. <laughs> yeah, the bad bumpy going into the middle of uh, downtown LA. I, I actually oh, yeah. um, post a lot of things up on my Instagram. Um, showing com- some of the neighborhoods that I go into, which are kind of scary and not the place for a Porsche. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It's kind of a necessity to have that fourth car. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And you also, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. You also work with a group of women to bring enthusiasts together into the mark. I've had lots of women on the show here. In fact, earlier this year in the month of March, I dedicated the entire month to women. Uh, it was uh, Women's uh, Day, International Women's Day, March 8th, and then Women's Month. So I had uh, 30 plus back to back women on the show that work in the automotive industry. So I love having ladies on the show to show that there's a lot of enthusiasm out there. And we're going to learn a lot more about that enthusiasm as we move through this journey we call your life. But first, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's it's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Lara, the wheel. I have a quote that I actually looked up because it's something that I've always kind of referred back to. I, I heard it several years ago um, by Calvin Coolidge. Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. And it goes on and on about genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. I think it just says so much because whether you're educated or not or whatever, I think persistence is what's brought me along in life. And uh, I love that quote. It's just always kind of been in my back pocket. Yeah, that is an awesome quote. I've had a couple of guests uh, share that quote with me on this show. Well, after 1,400 plus people, you're going to get a few quotes that are the same. But that one really stands out for me because... And you said it in our pre-show chat, you're my 1,443rd guest. And I have so many people that go, how, how do you do that? What has kept you going here? And I believe me, there's been plenty of times I want to quit, go, oh, this is just, this is a challenge. And, you know, you don't get people following up or they don't call when they're supposed to and all the different things. But I am persistent. And I had uh, Denise McCluggage on the show before we lost her a few years ago, very Great woman. She was a racer back in the 50s when women didn't race. She became an automotive journalist when women were not automotive journalists in the 60s and 70s. And she said something to me. So you're most, the most politely persistent man I've ever met because I tried and tried to get her on my show. And she was very ill. I didn't know it at the time. And she was actually dying. Um, and she finally did it. But that Calvin Coolidge quote, it applies a lot to grit, don't you think? I mean, you've got to have grit. And especially in the fields you're working in, it's not like you have a nine to five you go to every day and it's a little comfy, cushy, sit in a cubicle. And I don't think you'd do that anyway. But is that a part of it too, having grit, persistence, tenacity? Absolutely. And just being available and being just 
being there for the companies you work for or whoever, actually, your friendships, all of it. But I just think that being a solid human is a big part of, of that. And I think persistence is just, uh, you know, as the years go on and I, I keep working, I mean, I'm always surprised at how much work there is out there. And I try not to turn anything down. And when I'm really slammed with work, I'll be like, don't worry, we're going to get it done. And I work weekends, I'll I'll go to their house at night, you know, I'll figure it out and try to help people out. So I think people appreciate that. And it has definitely helped me with my success. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, right now, I mean, the job market is so robust right now. And I had lunch today with a past guest of mine, uh, Stu Walliser. He invited me to lunch. He's got a very interesting business where he has a shop where you can bring your car in and work on it yourself in his shop. And, uh, you know, he, he and I were talking about the difficulties of finding good employees, people to work for him. He said, you know, it's just hard because people, he said, not everybody. I've got some great employees that have been with me for four or five years, but a lot of people just do not want to work hard. <laughs> he That's goes, so what true. is with that? And so, so for true. you and I and Stu and others that I've had on the show that do want to work hard and are willing to go the extra mile, there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, you just oh, yeah. have to show up. That's part of it. Yes, absolutely. I feel yeah. like, well, you know, there's a handful of us that do, um, I do a lot of swimwear and there's just a handful of us that we pretty much do all the lines in the area, you know, so it's, we just kind of bump into each other and either cover for each other. And, and it's, it's kind of interesting, but it is because of the persistence and, and, uh, you know, and definitely loyalty and, and being professional and all of that. Sure. Yeah. Well, I always said just showing up is half the challenge. So just get <laughs> there, get there, get there a little early for goodness sake. So. Oh, yeah. Some of the pet peeves of mine. Well, let's talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for car. You are a car gal. What was that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car gal? I was always um, from the from a little girl. I was shifting my mom's car at five years old. Um, she would put her makeup on when she was driving, just like I do every single day. And she, I know it's terrible, but I would shift the car for her, steer the car for her. Uh, and then one day she said, um, she wasn't really particularly into cars. And I used to also guess the, the, the headlights in the night. I would say, Oh, that's, that's a Chevrolet. That's a Ford. That's Mercedes. And she's like, how do you know? I'm like, mom, it's a BMW. There's, there's circles. Like what is, what is wrong yeah, with you? How do you not know? Lights, mom, everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> so, um, but she invited me to come with her to go over to a friend's house because her friend had bought a new car and, we rolled up and it was a Porsche and she was a single woman. She was an executive. And as a little girl, I had only seen the men in my neighborhood have the nice sports car and the mom always had the mom mobile driving the kids around. Yeah. Yeah, The minivan or the station wagon or whatever. And so I was just in awe that a woman could drive a man's car. I always was attracted to more masculine car. I'm, I'm very feminine, but I was always attracted and still am to, to more meaty cars, you know, more of a, the, the meaner, the better. I, I mean, nothing, I don't like muscle cars, but I, you know, I love a great sport car. And so just seeing a woman have one without having a husband was kind of life altering to me. And it sounds stupid now because I think it's so much more commonplace, but Back then, I just didn't, I didn't see women driving. It was always the dads. So it it was impressive to me. Well, I know with that turbo I mentioned that you have, I mean, that's a, 
uh, meaty, I guess is a good way to say that. Uh, oh, it's yeah. Such a different, different kind of car. And uh, I told Laura uh, today when I had lunch with Stu, I walked out the garage and I thought, hmm, which car should I take today? I'm talking to Laura later this afternoon. I'm driving the turbo. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did a little posting on Facebook today. I call my car my orange crush. So I said, today's a nice day for an orange crush. And Parked it under a beautiful tree with the fall foliage with that orange paint. Looked wonderful. So thanks for the inspiration today. Oh, it's a gorgeous car. Your car is gorgeous. It's fun. Thank you. Well, let's talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. You picked an interesting career that is probably fraught with ups and downs and sideways moves, and you don't really know what might be coming next. Uh, Talk about a tough time. Walk us through that. But more importantly, what was the learning lesson? And how did you come out of that in a positive way in the end? Um, I, you know, I struggled with this question because I was thinking about what my real failures are. I feel like failures are, it kind of helped me in my life. If I've maybe made a mistake, I've learned through it or, you know, just having certain jobs and maybe didn't get along with the people very well or they didn't get along with me, whatever. And you kind of just go forward and learn from it and know what you want from that. And I really, where my mind went was just relationships with men or, you know, just I feel like the failures have really guided me to find the right person. I've been with the same guy for 11 years now. Um, we're not quite awesome. ready for marriage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're, now we're afraid we'll mess it up. <laughs> oh, and I think, yeah. Well, um, I think that it guides you. All your failures just guide you. So I, I don't really look at even my relationship failures, like the people I wish I never met. I kind of had reasons that taught me along the way of, okay, that's not what I want. Or, you know, it, it, it always, as long as you don't let it drag you down and let it keep you there, I think it becomes the boost to actually really meet out what you want in life. So I, it was hard for me to really, I, and I'm sure I've had a million failures, but um, that that is uh, like the real life-changing stuff has been really things that I feel have, I've learned from. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I had a guest on, uh, not too long ago, maybe about a week or so ago, uh, he's a designer from Denmark, uh, Lasse, Lasse Bauer. And it, it's interesting. He talked about this a little bit, too, because he went through a really serious breakup that just devastated him. And he didn't know what to do, never experienced that. He had broken up with dates and girls before, but this was a serious relationship he thought was going to be forever. And he ended up writing a book from it, never written a book before. And it's called the No BS Survival Guide to Breakups. And, oh, that's great. And what he learned from this, because, uh, you know, I asked the question, what did you learn out of this situation? He said, I learned that you have to look at yourself and stop looking at the other person, whether you're blaming them or figuring out how to get them back or figuring out how, why would they act that way? Or what's their problem? He said he turned everything inward kind of looked in the mirror and said, okay, Mm -hmm. what's with me that might have caused this? I guess it could be the same with a bad relationship with an employer or a customer or anybody. Most of us tend to go, well, they're kind of a jerk, instead of stopping and saying, okay, what's with me? What did I do wrong there? Did did I come off odd or anything? So it's funny you brought that up because he he brought it up as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's never encouraging, but well, 11 years dating. Yeah. My, my daughter, uh, well, as we were recording this, she's getting married next week. She's been seeing the same young man for, uh, well, now they're not young anymore. They've been dating for 10 years. So they finally decided to get married, but she said something the same. She goes, we're almost a little afraid. Is this going to mess things up? But yeah, don't worry. 
It won't look. <laughs> okay. Won't. okay. I'll let him know. <laughs> yeah, let him know because I've been married 35 years. So I do have some experience in this matter. So uh, you just have him call me. I'll give him some advice. It will benefit you most, most importantly. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'll help, you never know. <laughs> I'll help you out. I'll help you out. No, absolutely. My grandfather gave me this advice when I got married. He was married 72 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, 72 years. And he said, Mark, this is easy. Do everything she says. And my, <laughs> exactly. grandma, my grandmother jabbed him in the elbow and said, don't lie to the boy, Bill. And then he got very serious. And he was kind of a joker. And he said, no, this is what you need to remember. Always, always be willing to give more than you ever expect back. That's a good, that's, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. I like if that. If you both do that, you'll have bliss. So there you go. There's my secret for the day on a happy relationship or yeah. marriage so and have fun go. i mean we we're we're best friends so it's just in there's a lot of trust and um i think that yeah. when you're best friends with someone it just makes it that much easier you know it helps a lot for sure yeah because yeah, you treat your best friend really well that's the way you should do it so and vice versa well, let's talk about your first really special vehicle i know you've had some cool cars what was the first cool car that you had that you kind of went wow i finally got there this is this is it well, as you can imagine, it was probably a Porsche. <laughs> I hope and, so. <laughs> um, it was funny because my boyfriend and I, in the beginning, broke up for a little bit just to, you know, figure some stuff out. And um, the day before Valentine's Day, I was driving around and I had been saving up and I had been looking for some for a car for a while and and I was ready to pull the plug. I was like, "That's it. I'm going to do it." And it was kind of a joke with my friends. They would, um, they had given me a cup, a donation cup for the real Porsche. And it just sat in my front, you know, it had like 43 cents in it. So they didn't really yeah. <laughs> contribute much to it. No, they um, obviously did. You need some more, more wealthy <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really should have worked harder on that donation cup. But um, so I went out and I went to look for a Porsche and I was like, that's it. I'm going to buy one. That'll, that'll fix everything. And, um, but it it wasn't on a whim. It was, it was that I, you know, I was ready for it, but I, this was the time that I was going to actually have the guts to pull the plug and do it. And, um, and so I went to a a car place and, um, it's in our town here (laughs) and I've actually bought some cars since, but I went up and the guy said, Oh, are you going to be on our wall? And I said, "What, what does that mean? And he goes, you know, the people who look and don't buy. And so Ooh. that was that was my Ouch. pretty woman moment where I was like, "Really? I have a, like, I'm ready to write a check for this car." And this guy wants to yeah, say this to me. That's not a very good way to be a car salesman. Oh I my was gosh. shocked. I was so shocked, and and whatever. And so I drove over to Newport Porsche, and I never wanted to buy a car from the dealer. I just thought I would get ripped off or something, and it was the opposite. I went in and I said, you have five minutes to sell me this car. I want black on black. Um, and I got a, a 997 um, black on black. It had just come in. It had like 14,000 miles on it. I He said, just drive it. And the second I drove it, and it's not that I had never driven a Porsche before, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> he let me drive off the lot without, I mean, he had like my information, but he said, just yeah. come back tomorrow and pay for it. And I was like, really? He's like, just go. 
I was oh, like, well, well that that's was the easy. biggest trick in the boat. Once you park oh. in your garage, you're never going to take it back. Yeah. So <laughs> I just went back down there and he's like, I Googled you. I was like, who is this weird girl that's just <laughs> like, cause I was like, you have five minutes, go make it happen. Cause I actually, he tried to sell me. It was, it was a little higher than I wanted to. And then, um, I, I said, I'm going to offer you this and you have five minutes to make the deal. And he, he did it. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, he's like, go. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, go. Careful you what you it. ask for. You might get it. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, that's a great car. Fantastic. You know, I bought a car from them a long time ago. In fact, my daughter was probably, oh gosh, she was probably four years old. And I took a day off work. We lived in Del Mar, California, and I was going to take her to the beach. And we went to Starbucks or a coffee place, Panacookin or something. Panacookin. And we're sitting there and I'm looking through Auto Trader and she's like, Dad, Dad, when are you going to the beach? And I see this Porsche for sales in 99964, a 91 Carrera 2. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And I said, we're going to Newport Beach. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, oh, that." now we were in Del Mar. We were two blocks (laughs) from the beach. Yeah. So we start driving. She goes, Dad, why is this taking so long? The beach is right there. Anyway, we get up there. It's insane car. It's, uh, I loved it. I bought it. I'm trying to figure out how many get it home. The salesman actually drove it back with another guy following him. We never got to the beach and we pull up to the house. My wife's like, a page goes running up crying, goes, dad never took me to the beach. He tricked me. Don't ever, don't ever let him take you to Newport beach. <laughs> because she said, there's no beach there at all. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! That was you brought back that memory. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to tell that, you about that's that. That's the first car I ever. The first Porsche I ever drove was a um, Carrera Two, a C2. Okay. It was a 1990 C2. Yeah, that was a great car, and this car had every option you could possibly get. Uh, plus, it had the cup mirrors, cup wheels uh, from the RS uh, uh, mirrors. Uh, it was uh, it's a great car. Yeah, she never sold the <laughs> car. Well, how about Sellers remorse? Is there a car you've let go that you wish you still had? Uh, I have buyers. I had buyers remorse. <laughs> for <cars. laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't really. I haven't had sellers. I do. I do miss the nine nine seven. I'm actually looking currently for a, a new convertible because our, the cars are, you know, they they can't be driven all the time. And I drove my nine nine seven everywhere. And air cooled cars are just a little bit different and you know n- not for long i call them my brunch mobiles brunch <laughs> <So laughs> the turbo obviously is more fun to rip up and down but i you know i just really want a convertible living by the beach and i i, I miss my 997 but my i did buy after the 997 i bought a maserati uh oh, i got the well, grand uh, turismo what that's a switch a huge switch and i thought i would love it because the engine sounded so crazy and I loved it and it just had so many ticks and talks and weird things and all my Porsche friends were like you need to get rid of that car before the I guess the computer goes so I bought it with 6,000 miles I sold it with like 14,000 miles and I mean they say before 20,000 miles you might get the computer might go I'm like I don't want to and I just kept hearing boink you know weird things and it had a long wheelbase so if I would go up into like a gas station it had like a little pitch it would scrape the bottom of the car it just drove me nuts I got rid of it as soon as I could, and now that's where I'm waiting to get my. Well, I need more garage space, but other than that, I want to get um, maybe well, a nine nine one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very nice. Well, I had I had a day uh, eighty four career. I drove to work every day when I lived in Southern California. I once went three hundred days in a row without putting the top up, and I drove it to work every. 
So oh, I couldn't awesome. do that up here because it rains a little bit up here in the Northwest. So yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about what has you excited and fired up these days. I know you have an Instagram account, that Porsche girl, which is cool. I started following you, great photos and so forth. Uh, that Porsche girl again. So what is you excited and fired up about Porsches? And also talk a little bit about this uh, group of women you get together and and uh, try to help each other and uh, be enthusiastic about cars. Yeah, um, the group kind of came out of doing, I actually had a travel blog account and I started posting cars and I'm like, that doesn't go. And then my boyfriend said, you should just do Porsche and anything with a girl, get, you know, you'll get followers and whatever. And I said, whatever. And I I went Porsche girl that was taken. I said that Porsche girl, it wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And it was really on a whim. And I started it in May. I have 6,000 followers. I haven't bought a single follower. I ha- It just has grown by leaps and bounds. I haven't bought a single like. And a lot of people do all that. I can tell who you are out there, by the way. <laughs> so I have been really surprised at how it took off and how the women in, and I have maybe under 9% are women and I follow as many women as I can find. So if you're a woman out there, please follow me and I'll follow you back. Um, but it turned out, I started talking to Lorena Esposito and I don't know if she reached out to me or if I reached out to her, it might've been something that we put on our stories. That was a funny thing that guys say, you know, you know, guys can be sometimes obnoxious, which I'm actually surprised they're not more obnoxious. But um, so we started <laughs> really? sharing stories. Oh my yeah. gosh. I had no we idea. We started sharing stories and it, and it was, you know, I didn't know her. And then I made a point of finding her at the concourse that Mariana Small put on. And she had reached out to me just through, I don't even know what, to, to do a story uh, with Automobile Magazine. And they did they did pictures and a story about basically what you're doing, but for the magazine and they did Lorena and another girl, Martina Kwan, who's a race car driver. Yeah. She's um, been on the show here. Uh, Ellie Dismantler, Sarah and um, egg adventures is I'm trying to think of everyone, not miss anyone. And Jeff Sushi, she's a friend of mine up in, in uh, Huntington. So we all kind of came together to do a lunch over at the Porsche experience center and we all shared our stories and it just brought us even closer together. Um, just, I mean, uh, everyone had such amazing stories. I mean, Mar- Mariana Small has the most amazing stories of her past and who she is. And she's, she's an incredible woman. So we just were surprised at what, what brought us together with Porsches, but they, there was so much more. And yeah, we're trying to get out and do drives and, um, and just, just being supportive of one another. And I know that even the, some of the companies um, are really taking note of the women who are involved with cars and um, and are trying to jump onto that. And it's kind of funny how it, it's just all happened. And we all kind of just started really getting into the Instagram thing and whatever. And it's, it's brought us together. And so I'm just excited to see where it takes us. You know, I, I don't know where it's going to take us, but so far, it's been pretty exciting. Absolutely. Well, it's a great, great uh, page. I love it. I love Porsches, of course. So I enjoy seeing them, so I'm glad that uh, Mariana got us together. Laura, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. 
When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com. Or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Lara, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I'm going to get in your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself manifested as a car, what would you be and want? This is hard for me. Um, I, immediately, I go to a convertible. So obviously, it would be a Porsche convertible. I'd like to say it would be a Turbo S, but um, that I feel like I'm a little older than that. So I would probably be a sensible <laughs> a sensible Porsche convertible 997. <laughs> okay. I like that. That sounds good. Oh, I like that. I'm a little more sensible than that. Turbo S. Oh, that's the, I think that's the Porsche. If I could order a new one today, the one I would would. Oh, probably. that's the dream. Yeah. Yeah, pretty nice. All right. We're ending the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions, kind of a lightning round here, and I want you to give me some very quick blips of that Porsche throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Obviously, keep the rubber on the road, but um, I... I had a situation with a box truck um, where I had to do it for a movie and just go, go wide. Don't, don't take a sharp turn. Go wide with your box truck. But that, that was the only thing that I could think of that was a go wide with advice. your box truck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll make sure I do that. Yeah, I don't I've really often get a advice. Box truck. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, and definitely. Yeah. Keep the shiny side up. How about a personal mm-hmm. habit of yours that you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Kind of what we were talking about before, just loyalty, yeah. being available, and persistent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How about a resource? Is there one out there that's a go-to for you? Maybe a website, an app, a supplier? Could be a person. Oh, I thought that was 
where I was going to say at that Porsche girl, but um, a well, resource. Well, you can. That would be a good resource. Let's start with that one. <laughs> That's a great resource. Yeah. And of Automobile course. Magazine, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those are great ones. Uh, Automobile Super as well. So uh, yeah, we'll make sure we put links to those on her show notes page so that you can go, you can sign up and enjoy. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Uh, obviously, Ferry Porsche um, and quite possibly Carl Benz, who was the first car maker that got the yeah. first car on the road. So I think those two would be really fun to have drinks with. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Happy a good, fun evening all evening long for sure. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should re- listen or should listen to if it's an audio book or read? Um, I'm, I'm going to call out Flat Six Love Affair by Bart Kuykens. He actually, I'm featured in his next book that's coming out in December. It's a series of coffee table books that are black and white and has our stories as well. And, uh, on the spines are P-O-R-S-C-H-E. And I'm in the C book with Jay Leno and Magnus Walker. So it should be fun. Oh, very cool. You'll have to introduce me to him. I'd like to have him on the show. Sounds you like know, he's flying in today, books. actually, to California. Oh, you're not in California. But yeah, he's he's in America right now. He's from Antwerp, so um, okay. he's, he's not often here. So Well, that's okay. I interviewed uh, yesterday a gentleman from Denmark, uh, last night a gentleman from India. Tomorrow I'm interviewing a gentleman from Dubai. I'm all over the world, and I never have yeah, to Yeah, I'm not even thinking. Yeah, house. it's a call. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can talk to anybody anywhere. So works out pretty well. I'll, I'll remind you listeners, you can find all these resources on Laura's show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Laura, L-A-R-A. She's the only one on the show with a single name. Ooh, that's mysterious. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, kind of like Cher and some of those other yeah, people just like that Cher. have single names. Yeah, I like that. All right, Laura, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question is a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun thought. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car, not a daily driver, but something fun to park in your garage today. But there are some rules because well, I'm writing the check. First and foremost, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, so that little trick's off the table. It's the only collector car you can have. That might make it a challenge. And it cannot be a garage queen. I want you to drive this thing. So no park them and shine them. I want you out there driving. So what can I buy you? Well, in going forward, and I do like a driver, Again, I want the convertible Turbo S. It will be collector car at some point. So, uh, yeah, that is the one. I want a brand new convertible Turbo S, and I want it with carbon wheels, and I want it in chalk. (laughs) Oh, I love that color. Yeah, that's a great Mm -hmm. color. Yeah, chalk is great. Yeah, okay. Well, you're not a cheap date. That's for sure. Uh, This this one's going to cost me a little bit, but uh, that's okay. I think you'd have some fun in that car, and I like the idea that it's a future classic collectible. So definitely there. Um, That would be my Porsche of choice if I could go out and buy a new one today. So I'd rather buy one for you. So I'll get to work on that. All right. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Laura, you're taking me on a great ride today. want to thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing your story with the Cars Yeah listeners. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you could offer us before you rip off down the coast highway in that turbo S? (laughs) Life should be fun. And I don't think anyone should waste their time not one more day with people or jobs that bring you down. You should laugh every single day and too much time wasted on uh, on bad people and bad jobs. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's what Cars Yeah is all about. 
bringing inspiring automotive enthusiasts together so that together we can inspire other automotive enthusiasts and help them realize that there are things you can do in your life, in your career, in your business that are fun, enjoyable, and involve cars. And Laura has shared that with us today. Very nice. Well, Laura, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. I'll remind you, you can go and find that Porsche girl on Instagram. Check it out. I think you're going to love the photos that she puts up there. Until you and I talk again, Laura, I'll see you down the road. Bye. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!